Oi, what's the best game where you get to eat pie? What's the best game where you play a dead guy? Aye? You'll find out in DJ247's podcast. Here, what's the best game where you swing from a roof? And what's the best game where you battle the Pope? Like I said, you will find out in this your podcast. Hello and welcome to VG247's Best Games Ever podcast, where we attempt to find the best game within a very specific category. For example, this week, we're looking for the best game that is uncomfortably pro-monarchy. Video games do seem to have an uncritical obsession with monarchies. There are countless games where you play or aid a member of the royal family during their accession to the crown. Uh, Mario has spent his entire career running around after a princess, and in one of the Assassin's Creed games, you're just mates with Queen Victoria, and you run errands for her as if she's not the head of one of the most brutal and destructive empires in history. Who would have thought that an artistic medium built around individual power fantasies would be so disgustingly royalist? I am joined today by Tom, Kelsey and Connor. How are you all doing? Hello. Hello. Is this going out when the coronation happens? Or I don't know. Past? You I can't picked the topic. I don't well, know. Look, mm. I'll put it out, <laughs> I'll put it out uh, for the coronation. So let's just assume the coronation is either imminently about to happen. I thought it was a joke topic at first because you messaged me or Eve. I think I was supposed to be sat next to you at the time in yeah. real life. Yeah. And you said, this is it. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because... it's I was, real. It's actually a real podcast. I was actually in the Gamer Network topic. office for once, and I was like, I was writing podcast topics. And I was yeah. like, this one will be good, Tom. And you, you sort of ignored me. Because um, Jim so- came into the office, didn't bring anything to work on, and then proceeded <laughs> to spend about two hours plucking his phone into a monitor. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got some work done, didn't I? Mm. Look, this isn't about me. Um, this it's is about, about the monarchy, yeah? This Have we all about... got our coronation quiches ready before we move on to the no. podcast? Are we all excited to celebrate? No. I love coronation quiche. Coronation. <laughs> didn't you say, Connor, that coronation uh, chicken was like the best meal deal? And coronation okay. quiche sounds like the worst. Okay, the podcast, whatever. I would always go to the shop and get a meal deal. The coronation chicken sandwich is the best yeah. sandwich choice at the shops. And one day, the local cop just stopped having it. And I was like, right. I wonder why. And I'm like 70% sure it's because the queen died. Yeah, and that was, that's like her sandwich, right? Right. Bring her back. The, the meal deal <laughs> is so All is bad now. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't stopped selling coronation chicken. They have. Shop. They, they have. have. At the co-op, I have never seen a coronation no. chicken sandwich again. She's packed. You I know had, what? I did no. actively go and look for one after you mentioned Could it. Could you find it? And I could not find They're one. Gone. They're gone. I also looked at a co-op, though. So now you're going to go into like the co-op and you're going to have some like disgust, like batch made gross quiche just in the fridges and it's I gonna like quiche that is exactly like whack so like and it's like a vegetarian quiche as well which i mean no shade to those who partake in vegetarianism but it's not a coronation <laughs> chicken sandwich like what's going on i never really like coronation chicken if i'm being honest but like i know a lot of people who mm. love coronation chicken yeah uh who aren't particularly royalist it's just like a really good sandwich for it's, it's a bit odd sandwich. though isn't it it's like here's a curry with some sultanas in like cheap sandwiches it's like raisins so you buy into this like creamy chicken sandwich and occasionally you get like a burst of raisin it's so good and it's gone now so this country yeah. is even yeah. worse than before it's gone forever we used to be a real country but we, uh, we did now we've just got to eat quiche all the time otherwise the secret police will, will uh, drag us out I wonder if Americans listening to this the few that do mm-hmm. have any clue what we're talking about do they know 
Yeah, that's going to king. Hundred percent. king. Do they know about Coronation Chicken? Americans they know what are more obsessed is? with the royals than we are. Isn't isn't Quiche French? Yeah. No idea. What's going on? <laughs> What's happened to this country? One of the few benefits of having, uh, you know, living in a constitutional monarchy was that she came with a really good sandwich filling. It's basically the um, only perk, right? So yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, we need to find the best game that's uncomfortably pro monarchy. Anything pro monarchy is uncomfortably pro monarchy by definition. Um, there's been loads of Final Fantasy games that are explicitly pro monarchy, uncritically pro monarchy. So if Alex was here, he'd probably go through about twelve of them before he settled on a final choice. <laughs> so let's let's be thankful that he isn't and start with um, let's start with Kelsey. What have you got for us? All right, I'm going to start by saying no, I've not played this game. This is one that I did, in fact, Google about half an hour beforehand. But I think it's interesting. Yeah. So I chose a game called Long Live the Queen, which has night out of 100 on Metacritic before you come for that as well. And okay. it is, it's like some, it's some strange visual novel where you're the 14-year-old princess and your father, the king, has passed away and you have 40 weeks until you become queen. And in that time, you obviously need to do all these things to prepare to become queen and, you know, successfully do that or fail and die, basically. And it's okay. all stat-based. So it plays out like a visual novel. You make decisions, like dialogue decisions, event decisions, mm -hmm. and you go to, like, classes and stuff to improve your stats and basically how these dialogue scenarios and whatever go depends on your stats you know you'll basically pass or fail a check and ultimately determines whether you become queen or not i thought it looked interesting enough to qualify and it is completely all around political intrigue and all that stuff so it's it's beyond uncomfortably pro-monarchy so is it like um in the, in a royal court and you have to uh you know make alliances and uh yeah stuff like that yeah so you'll make alliances obviously like romance interests and things like that you can go ahead and have affairs with people apparently um mm -hmm. and you're 14 years old which is a bit bit questionable mm. um and you can That's get married and have kids and what have you. again weird that you're 14 and like even within 40 weeks like she might turn 15 but she can get married off and have a child which is yeah. a little bit concerning yeah but the rest of the game itself actually looks good it's, pretty, it's a pretty I mean, big that's a pretty big it's a good game but isn't it it's a good like, game but it's a little bit noncy yeah hmm. i mean but i don't like, think i don't think that's that. the whole focus i mean you know the, the topic is uncomfortably <laughs> yeah trauma. i mean this is incredibly uncomfortable uh yeah. so i just googled it yeah. And and looked at the Metacritic, right? Yeah. And the Metacritic's got I'm seeing. It's very yellow. Mm. And oh, 67. Oh, you know what? That's fine. That's fine. That's not a particularly high score, considering the issues it has. I who, feel gave like... it, who gave it a 90, then? That's what I'm looking gamer. for. Is it God is a geek. Eurogamer gave it a 7. That's a callback. It'll be PC reviewers that are more likely to give it a 90. The right? Steam reviews for it were glowing. Uh, game Grins? Game Grin gave it a 90. Game Grin, whoever they There's are. There's a review by the user it. BTMGov. Yeah. Three okay. out of ten. Yeah. Oh, and he and they would know. Also, I want to be, a, it's going to be a bit controversial. Is this an actual game? Like what? Is it really a game? Or what yes. do you do? It's on Steam games. for six ninety nine. It's definitely yeah, a game. Visual novel. Visual novels. Like, they are based games. visual novel. I, visual RPG. Novels. Yeah. You very much choose what type of queen you're going to be yeah. and 
you know, you might die in the process, but it yeah. is what it is. I imagine it's it's reasonably open ended in terms of what happens yeah. because of your choices. I was looking at a lot of reviews and a lot of like YouTube comments and stuff, and it seems like that it's actually like I, I don't know this because I've not played it, but it seems like it actually gets very dark at points, mm. which is a bit that interests me. I just wish the protagonist wasn't 14 year old, 14 years old. A lot of visual novels are like that. I can't remember what it was called, but I, my my eldest sent this game to me. It was a visual novel and it was set in Japan. She was like, you should play this. It's really good. And I played it and I was like, oh, this is a visual novel about going to school. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what she's getting at. And then like about like halfway into it, it turns into this weird, like, time loop thing, and there's, yep. like, suicide. And you, you know the one I'm talking Sad. about. I don't know the one you're talking about, but it does sound like the plot to most visual yeah. novels. <laughs> there's a time warp. Yeah, wow. it's, it's like, and then, like, and then you, you start the day again, but, like, with the foreknowledge of what happened before, but one of the people is mysteriously missing because, like, and it's, it's and it, it turned into this really sort of, uh, actually quite, like, horrifying uh experience yeah. about how about like a, a a class full of school children just slowly I, um, disappearing i'm a big visual novel fan and it's for mm. that reason um i very much like the ones that you know only tell you so much and then suddenly it takes a really dark turn that you were never expecting yeah doki doki literature club probably one of the best that i'm pretty sure that's what it was, oh, was okay. it, yeah, no, it, yeah there you go that's it's one of the best visual novels out there yeah people get um, super into them as well like I, I used to live in a house where three of my housemates were spending months like in the evening sitting down and playing a visual novel called umaneko which is like a mystery murder mm. like yeah visual novel it's quite interesting like, you yeah how people got murdered in a room and it's like a big puzzle and all that so, I think it yeah. takes a while for a lot of them to kind of unravel and for like anyone to get into them at the best of times. But once a story actually kicks off, most of the top visual novels out there are like really good and most people can enjoy them. It's just mm. having the patience for them. Yeah, having the patience to stick with it until, until it gets to the mad twist yeah. that you're waiting <laughs> for. I tell you what, what like, my, one of my favourite visual novels, probably my favourite, is uh, Subsurface Circular, which is the, the Mike Bithell one, where it's all set on a train and you're playing like a robot detective and the story ends up as like it actually turns out that you're like a terrorist and you're starting a robot Spoilers. uprising it's pretty good wow. it's been out for years tom come on <laughs> i was about to play that tonight <laughs> I, I was downloading it right now this is like when you spoil a episode of deep space line and someone on twitter goes oh i was watching that for the first time like it aired 25 years ago right okay so uh connor what have you got for us hi um so i've in the past brought some tricks to my suggestions in the past some little spin some ways to convince you and you may notice my lighting's a bit dark and gloomy my room is a mess i have empty <laughs> coke cans all over the place right and i should have shaved a while ago <laughs> this is all to lead up to my game suggestion which is world of warcraft <laughs> a game is I have background been performance art this whole time. It has. See, leading it, up to this, viewers. Last week I took a rash of shit because I was in the dark and looked really horrible, and it was all for this. I didn't say anything then, obviously, but now it's paying off. Yeah, World of Warcraft. I've dumped thousands of hours into World of Warcraft, um, yeah. and at times yeah. narratively, it's really, really good. It does really, really dig. It's a monarchy, though. Um, there's two big factions, Alliance and Horde. The Alliance is mm -hmm. led by 
a king. So it used to be King Varian Ring, uh, Rin, who was a dickhead. Uh, he was like a warrior gladiator and he caused a bunch of wars. And at the end of expansions, he's like, I'm going to start a war and everyone loves him. And you go and do quests for him occasionally and he treats you like a loser. And, a, and he's a massive knob. Um, his son <laughs> takes over the whole alliance when he dies. Yeah, There's no like vote or anything. They're just like, and win, yeah, top lad. And he's awful. For like an entire expansion, he's useless. And he's been useless for like years and years and years before that. But he just gets the role because monarchy is right. And the game's like, this is great. No, we love Anduin. And he's awful. He's just really, really bad. Um, mm. Worse still, recently I talked to a friend about recent developments in WoW because I have no time to play it these days, sadly. Um, and the monarchy has done it again. Uh, an evil antagonist character called Sylvanas dies, basically. Yeah. That's, that's a real spoiler that happened like two years ago. Um, and so her city of undead people need new leadership. And a brand new character, who's like an undead resurrected member of the royal family of that area, the Menafields, just perches up. And she's like, hi, yeah, I would really like to be a part of this despite not being in the game for a decade plus and yeah. no one knows who I am, but I've got the name. So, so yeah, WoW loves kings and queens and monarchies. It's very much like based on that classic fantasy thing. And over time, obviously it's changed because they've got like a million expansions in it, but they've always kind of been like the Alliance is the good guys and they're all very noble. The Stormwind is the capital of the Alliance and it's got a big castle where the king lives and he's got spies and he's like horrid. Um, and it's a great game, depending on when you play it. Uh, right now, it's really good. It's like the best it's been in years. Two years ago, it was really bad. And then four years ago, it was really bad. <laughs> six years ago, it was really bad. And then before that, it was great. Um, I have heard it's been like picking up recently. Yeah, it's picking up. I might up. have heard that from you, though. Yeah, so. it's picking up. But also, just to put a little uh, dampener on that, uh, an Activision Blizzard staff member tweeted that they are losing so many staff that they're having to like cancel projects on the game so oh. maybe not great for long but it's good now so so, so, so getting while the getting's good i guess right yeah 100 percent um yeah. yeah so wow's great and it does love its monarchy which yeah. is not great i feel like the the mood dropped we kind of talked about world of warcraft like <laughs> everyone just got like uh it yeah, just felt ti- it felt tiring <laughs> just listening to it. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Is it like, uh, was it more or less tiring than the time James and Sharif started going on about Call of Duty for? That was a, also a, tiring. An that extended, was great. Arguing about like favela and stuff. That was fantastic. Yeah. That was an extended 15 minute argument about a single level. Um, all right, Tom. I mm. almost, almost <coughs> hesitate to ask, but what is your pick for this week? Right, no lie, I've gone different this week because I can't. What? The gimmick can't keep up forever, right? So I've gone quite highbrow, right? This week. So strap in for <laughs> some actual, like, adult conversation. Strap mm. in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. So, has right. anyone read? Has anyone read The Buried Giant by uh, Kazuo Ishiguro? No, no, no right. I think so, I ha- I think have, I have you it in this room? Somewhere. I have read it. Yeah, so it's kind of like an adult fairy tale, right? On the surface, it's got like a knight, it's got a dragon, um, lots of other stuff. But that's kind of the the fairy tale angle. But that's like the surface plot, right? 
there is a story within the story here that is like the main point of it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the fairy tale on top, and then you look into it, it's actually about like memory and uh, remembering stuff or being ignorant to things and whether or not you should actually just be in, like complete ignorance to things in the world and be mm-hmm. happy or seek out answer to things but potentially be sad as a result but you know everything that's going on and you're more aware of things in the world etc right um and that is like the main thrust of the actual story even though it's on the surface about this dragon a lot of it um so that made me think right what rather than going this is a game where there's a king or this is a game where there is a monarchy what games have this kind of uh underlying sort of statement about that kind of thing. Originally, I was going to go like, oh, do you remember the Burger King game? So I was going to spin it and go <laughs> really opposite what I just said and go, there's a king and he rides a skateboard or whatever and just go be like, that was the joke essentially that I made this this big story about this uh, allegory in uh, Very Giant um, and then I picked the Burger King games, but I didn't do that. I thought about yeah. what is like a monarch essentially um so it's like someone with absolute power over a group of people right um and someone that like dictates what happens to others and the fortunes of those beneath them um and i thought hmm that sounds a lot like a football manager No, you can't keep doing this. <laughs> I was like so invested there. I clocked it. The moment you were like, what is a monarch? I was like, he's done it again. I'm quitting. All right, Tom, carry on. That's it. Nothing more to say, really. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, it's, uh, it, it, so a football manager is uh, pro-monarchy. It's an allegory of... Uh, <laughs> Monarchy. Yeah, I mean, football the, in general is the, right. Like, yeah, you know, teams are owned by monarchies. I mean, it's it's a it's a, it's a type of monarchy in in the sense that it's a single individual on whom uh, all the the power and the decisions rest, but also the consequences. And also the um, power the power a single club can have over mm. the the happiness of its followers. Mm. And you have no control over it. Who is the king of Wrexham Football Club, would you say? Well, that's... Uh, Just to the pluck two, an example out of the It's air. the two superstar actors, isn't it? But they're not the managers, are they? Yeah, but they are. They're the kings in that instance. That's yeah. a different scenario, really. But there are, like, real kings, like, princes who own football clubs, right? I'm not making that up. Like, isn't Newcastle know, so... owned by, like, a Saudi prince or something? Yeah. That kind of just supports the argument even more. I can totally agree and see how football manager would be pro-monarchy how is it uncomfortably pro-monarchy what is uncomfortable about this game that you love you know you are deciding the future of uh the people beneath you i once bought a player Mm. and um they needed a work permit to come over to the uk england to play they were massively promising young players one of the key things to manager is buying young players that have high potential I bought them and I couldn't get a work permit and I signed them on a deal for like three years and they were just sat around. I kept sending them off on loan because I couldn't get, I kept, I'll just try again next year. And that I ruined that person's career. They never played for the, for me. I just kept finding them out to another club. Mm-hmm. So I had absolute power over that person's life. 
That is uncomfortable. And I felt yeah, bad okay. about it, but I didn't want to. Didn't want to just face up to the fact that I'd wasted a load of money on someone that I could never play on my team. It's quite sad because that kid would have had like dreams and aspirations, right? To like mm. play for your club, and you just <laughs> totally yeah ruined it. All right, Tom. I think it was. Uh, I remember watching a, a documentary by the uh, who has since been a very disgraced historian, David Starkey, like four part documentary about monarchies and about their uh, about their place in the modern world, etc. And he started off arguing that the presidency is a monarchy. It's just it's it's an elected monarchy, but the, pre- the but the president has the same responsibilities and and everything else as as a monarch. Uh, and he was using this as the basis for an argument that human society is uh, like naturally gravitates towards monarchism as as a model of uh, of organizing society, institutions, organizations, companies, everything. Um, and unfortunately, he seems to have a point. But like I said, he is a massive balance. So we're not going to give him too much credit. That reminds um, me of a story. Actually, can I t- tell a quick story? Yeah, if you want. I mean, Tom always does, so go Me for it. Me and my friends <laughs> playing classic World of Warcraft. Yeah. Aimless. We wanted to do Naxxaramas, and we couldn't. So my friends were like, we need to start a guild. And they yeah. elected me as guild leader of... I can't remember the name of it, and if if I did, it was probably kind of rude. Was it the Bike Beef Bandits? No. But they elected me guild master. You could say the king of the guild. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> we have the guild bank, and I... Eventually, over about a week before Naxxramas came out, I organized a 25-man guild, and we all did raiding. And we all deposited loot and materials and enchanting stuff into the guild bank. And then after about a month of frustrating runs and getting annoyed with randoms on the internet, uh, I took everything out of the guild bank, including all the money, and then I disbanded the guild. <laughs> Bravo! Um, because we would go outside Naxxramas and people would be 20 minute late to the 20 minute late to the raid. They yeah, wouldn't have enchanted their boss. gear. They didn't have ge- uh, gems. They didn't have like profession enchants. Uh, they were rolling on gear they didn't need. We had a whole website where you're like, we you you need to list out the top five bits of gear you need. So we can mm-hmm. prioritize who gets what. And people were just putting in whatever and then needing whatever and just going against it all. So I was like, fuck it. I just took about 2,500 gold, which is quite a lot in classic WoW, and all the materials. And I split that between me and my IRL friends. And we stopped playing classic WoW like a week later. So why was, didn't you? I'm never been more proud of you. So I should have been the earlier story, right? Why yeah, you I, I wanted I wanted to say this because I initially tried to talk about WoW's gen like narrative. Na- it was so boring that I was like, I've lost this podcast just because I've done a really bad job. Um, so I needed to give an IRL anecdote about um, classic WoW. The truth is that World of Warcraft players are the kings of being absolutely insane <laughs> they do the most bizarre hot like mindless grinds they yeah. do the wildest things they join the wildest groups and that's why i think it's the best and, game and, in the world and apparently engage in a little bit of like embezzlement every now and then like um. I, I robbed them all blind they couldn't do anything about it either that's the best thing because <laughs> they gave me all the power and they had all my friends as the yeah. why as did the they elect you as as uh, as their leader well because i found the guild and 
building up a guild and a raid team is so much work. It's so much hassle. You've got to sit in the capital city and like post publicly, like we're looking for a mage and a warlock and a tank. Oh, so you put in all that work, so you might as well like. Yeah, so I was the guild the leader, and, yeah. and all of my oh. friends were the higher ranks or like members of the guild. So like they, we had the guild bank access, and we just stole it all. All right. Well, uh, that's a lovely story. Uh, <laughs> went uh, on a bit again, didn't it? You kind of went really. Well, that's an interesting story. Then you went beyond it to boring again. Yeah, <laughs> that's my view on that. And then you threw in like the, the players of the kings just to try and get extra points. It's like quite embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it was. I while I was saying it, I was like, Ugh, yeah. uh, it's all right, Connor. We'll uh, we'll we'll gloss over it. No, in the edit. Uh, all <laughs> right. I'm going to play that jingle now that says we have to pick something. Uh, right, it's uh, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because um, uh, nobody picked Assassin's Creed Syndicate, uh, <laughs> which is what my pick would have been. Um, that is very uncomfortably pro-monarchy. Uh, Tom, very wonderful reasoning about why Football Manager counts as, uh, as a monarchy, but ultimately, um, if you're going to make every single uh, organization with uh, where one person has a lot of power you're basically saying every every possible human organization is a, is some kind of monarchy why oh, can't we say that that sounds fair I mean, enough i mean it's uh, is, is how, how, how extreme it's is a hierarchy that? it's not a monarchy yeah yeah exactly oh. yeah i mean is a ceo a monarchy a monarch <laughs> Are you the monarch of VG twenty four seven, Tom? Don't know. Yeah, I'm fed up now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just wondering. It's an interesting question, but I think it's uh, yeah, it was, it was uh, once again, Tom. The way you crowbarred football manager into this topic was masterful, and I really enjoyed it. And you uh, gave me a new book to read. Yeah, yeah. Um, visual novels are uh, long live the queen. It's. Uh, I'm not sure it's reviewed as well as you initially uh, claimed. <laughs> as it turns out, um, but uh, you know, someone out there thought it was nine out of ten. I mean, uh, I quite like the court intrigue and stuff like that. So, like, it's uh, Connor's already smirking. He knows he's got this. I'm smirking his because face. Kelsey, the person who's always like, "But how well is it reviewed?" Though has been bitten by their own tactic. <laughs> Look, it could have been reviewed, you know, 20 out of 100 on Mercury. Maybe you didn't even check. Like, I'm, I'm just gonna... I, I did. I just read the wrong words. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I can, I've just seen where the 90 out of 100 came from. Technology Tell gave yeah. a score of 90 out of 100 to the game, writing, it's a really an unusual adventure, and I admire Hanako Games and Spiky Caterpillar for stepping a little outside of their comfort zone to release a darker game. A darker game where fourteen-year-olds uh, can get married. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, is that what they're like? They're referring to the creepy nonce marriage. Like I think the dark bit is like you know the yeah. death aspect, but uh, I I say, know, they're not being praised it. for their bravery on that front. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Connor, I think uh, I think yeah, you have won with World of Warcraft is the best game that is uncomfortably pro monarchy. Um, I really enjoyed like dragging that out to when to Connor getting a win because uh, it makes such a fuss when he doesn't win. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and uh, so I thought I thought I'd g- g- give you give you a nice like five minute lead up to it. I think um, this is good for the podcast because like it really does show that <laughs> the game does matter because I absolutely did the worst pitch, the most boring <laughs> pitch out of all three. But you know because what the, though? B- because the pick was so good, you. 
my it's fair honorable almost, judge almost entirely based around the story of you doing i knew it i knew it i knew it i knew it i knew <laughs> it I said that 20 minutes ago because i was like no i can actually do this game just i'm smart i can actually do this and i couldn't do this so <laughs> i i need to you know just keep it wacky and silly and story based just tell a story about how you ripped a lot of people off um all right well thanks very much for listening watching etc it would be really nice of you if you left a comment left a like subscribed uh gave us a five-star review on the podcast platform of your choice because it annoys eurogamer actually we were in the pub i was in the pub with uh, with eurogamer the other night and uh they're you know they're not upset about the podcast at all doesn't i don't really think they think about it to be honest tom i knew that it's your this so, is your whole thing that it's like so, anti-eurogamer i've yeah. never even mentioned it once as a thing you've mentioned you mentioned it all the time no it's the first people thing you- listen to this don't even know who we are what website we're from let <laughs> <laughs> alone other websites <laughs> i bet you they don't know what website we're from but every time we say eurogamer they're like oh yeah i know that one um all right but yeah um Sadly, it doesn't annoy Eurogamer, but it would be great anyway if you gave us a five-star review because it really helps us out. Uh, and yeah, and, and if you if you happen upon the website or the YouTube comments, please drop us a line about topics you would like us to take on because, uh, uh, once again, the spreadsheet's getting really thin. All right, thank you very much. And, uh, Connor, uh, go and bask in your win for a bit because it's, uh, it's probably the, the only one you'll have for at least 10 weeks, I imagine. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> but enjoy it while it lasts. All right, thanks very much, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.